It's here. We're here. Uh, Wack Nicholson. This is a do-over pod because I think I think one of us lost audio. I'm not gonna. The New World names. Order. The New World Order <laughs> came in and they were they they snuck onto our 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 computers and they started deleting our podcast. We were able to stop them before they started uh, filling them up with with cancelable content in order to, yeah. to 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 false flag us for the the New World Order agenda. Yeah, there would have been a really there, there would have been a really long conversation or a, a really long sort of. Not even a conversation, just me listening back to that audio and sitting and thinking about what I wanted out there publicly. That, you know, it's probably better that that first one was a dry run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the gummies, I feel like the gummies kicked in midway and it, it got Shit got wild, crazy. Shit like. got crazy. It's yeah, too yeah. bad. It's a shame that we lost it because the world's never going to know how, how we really should free Epstein and he was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive and he's innocent and I know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh recording God, an album Jesus. with Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to forget about all the of their crimes. I guess yeah. Yeah, the, the difference is Epstein did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, recently at work, I ran into an R. Kelly truther. Nice. That was a that was a like wild experience because at first I thought he was doing a bit and then I was like my man is extremely convicted <laughs> like he's right like he's the most he's convicted. extremely con- yeah like they the the trial he, the trial was extremely cut and dry like there was literally no he defense. told they, he told Gail King like basically like yeah I did that shit but that doesn't define me like that's not <laughs> yeah he's like I'm, I'm out here fighting for my life and like because he did it do you know what I'm saying like he, see it's a lot easier aware. to be it's, it's a lot easier to be a truther about a guy who after multiple attempts was never convicted than the guy who was definitely convicted the guy who Extremely. wrote a song but, for his 15 year old girlfriend <laughs> called age ain't nothing but a number but a number yeah ex- yes yeah <laughs> exactly I, I couldn't argue with him because my man was spitting like weird like he was spitting insane. He was facts. on a different level. That right? was borderline like, personality yeah. talking, and he and it was, that was it was <laughs> preaching. No, there's like a weird there's like a weird white hotep that exists in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if it exists anywhere else, but there's like a white guy hotep. You probably actually know about him in like because Philly, I feel like has the same type of guy, right? Or maybe like I don't know. A guy who's down and who is a hotel. No, not down. Oh. A white guy, a white man who has very has a limited exposure to black people yeah. in his real life, but is obsessed with like black culture and is essentially a hotel. Like espouses hotel. Well, I mean, I've known but is white. Yeah, I mean, Philly's a big place yeah. for that. Lil Dicky and Asher Roth both came from here. Oh, there we go. I, I forgot. I forgot. I, yeah, the the goats. <laughs> No disrespect to either of them, hoteps. honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, some disrespect to Asher Roth, I guess. But the, <laughs> the uh, yeah, like the bars he used to drink at had like his picture up on the wall for like years after uh, that college song came out because it was like I love college. Yeah, yeah. Bars I used to, I forgot. Bars I used to drink out of my picture on the wall. A bunch of people's pictures. It says a uh, do not under any <laughs> uh, circumstances serve this person, but. There's lots of ways to be famous. Just say, you don't have to just be a white rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're a white guy and you want to be famous, you don't have to rap. You can do other things. You could <laughs> commit a mass shooting. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> cancelable. Right? Uh, 
canceled on the ancient <laughs> show. Anyways, uh, the recent speaking of like white people and white. Stuff, I mean, just tell, I'm just saying, MC Columbine was spitting lead. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> speaking of white people and white people stuff, I've been so two things happened. Uh, I'm going to Missoula, Montana. Super excited about this. Uh, I completely have, erasing our, our large native population. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm super excited about this. And in in preparation for this, I bought some Yeehaw cowboy boots. I went out and bought I went I'm new boot goofing. And I bought these cowboy boots and I was expecting them to be like violently uncomfortable. Oh. Right? Like like I'm used to like cowboy boots. I'm used to like cowboys just having very petite feet. In fact, when I went into the fucking store, the lady was like dumbfounded at my foot size she was like your feet are the you have the widest feet i've ever seen on a human like you have this doesn't you have paddles you have like these are not feet. <laughs> these don't even make sense right and i was like no they're just regular feet and she's like no that guy over there he's got regular feet with toes and everything you just have fucking big stump with big stumps at the end of the like big the stump. witches like, they don't make sense. Uh, from the roll doll book yeah or actually like like fred flintstone okay. Like Fred Flintstone style feet, right? Like just big, like giant, Sonic fetish you know art, where the feet like, are yes, like edibles, yeah, ex- like just club feet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just giant fucking feet. And she was like, couldn't find my size, so she's like, we have like a pair of like triple E's that were like custom made, and the guy never picked them up. Do you want to try them on? And I was like, sure, sure, whatever. And like they're blue, and I'm blue's not really my color, but I I tried. They fit like a glove. But up until that point, every single fucking shoe just didn't fit me. But I put them on, expecting them to be like uncomfortable. I wear them, and within like two or three hours, I was like, these are the most fucking comfortable shoes I've ever owned in my they life. They are. They're, I think How? part of it's like that heel stack. The tall heel just kind of shoves your spine, just like and nice the and, and the ankle support and the, and the ankle support. You know, oh, yeah. it's the one-two punch yeah. of the heel and the ankle. And they yeah, got a great I, feel when you're walking around like a clump, clump, clump. Like, I'm so a cowboy partner. Mine are, work, mine are work boots. So they're like, they have like a rubber sole. Oh. Which is, which is, no, no, it's nice. Because they got like, so leather sole, but they have a rubber sticky at the bottom. Oh, nice. Because like leather sole is, I love a good leather outsole. Especially for dancing, you can just glide. That's yeah, what, so. They're wildly comfortable, and I'm mad about it because I'm like, man, this whole fucking time I've been avoiding cowboy boots because I'm like, I don't want to be that asshole with cowboy boots. And then now, now I'm the asshole with cowboy boots. And I'm like, I get it. Are they – um, why? Are they, like, are they uh, pointed toe or square toe? Square, square toe. There's no fucking way I'm getting pointed toes, man. <laughs> I could never – no, bro. There's no fuck. absolutely no way. They're square toe. But there's, how, how square? Extremely square. Like oh, no. very – <laughs> no, I like them. You, you, they're still cowboy I mean, boots. They're... I consider like square-toed like shoes on men like a borderline gulagable offense. But <laughs> I'll make an exception. When I you. lived in Texas, See, I have physically, when I lived in Texas, um, you know they sell cowboy boots everywhere down there, and uh, there are like a bunch of like boot barn type of locations where you can get like three pairs of cowboy boots for a hundred bucks, and. Um, I was like, I think I'm going to have to get three pairs of cowboy boots for $100. And a girl I worked with who was, like, from, like, rural-ass West Texas. And, like, when I told her I had just moved here, she was like, have you found a church yet? And I was like, <laughs> and I, was like I don't go to church. And she's like, <laughs> uh, 
death. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> like at all? Like not even for yeah, Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just remember because her and her boyfriend both worked at this uh, Red Lobster I worked at. And she was like, well, he's a Baptist. I was raised Church of Christ. And that was like a Romeo and Juliet story that they that they had different <laughs> um, sects. Uh, but yeah, I, I told her I wanted to buy the uh, cowboy boots. And she's like, don't get pointed out. The, uh, I'm sorry, but it's that's that's the Mexican boot. That's <laughs> what she said to me. <laughs> Mexican boot. It, the Mexican. It kinda, it kinda the, is. Mexican. Super, the super pointed, like Mexican, exaggeratedly yeah. pointed to, yeah. Yeah, with the point of the upward oh, point. I, well, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's its own thing. But yeah, that, those that shoes too. cost those shoes cost fucking like almost five thousand dollars. Yeah, because they have to be yeah. because somebody has to go out <laughs> and buy some cowboy boots, and then they have to yeah. take them home and modify them and yeah. just like <laughs> rah, 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 put the fucking those, like looking elf ass fucking curlies on them. It's sick. It rocks. I would Working do that, but Santa's I Santa's rodeo. Physically, they do not make ostriches that big, <laughs> right? They do not make they do not make alligators that. You know what I'm saying? You're like, gonna have well, to. You're gonna have to leather. take it down yourself if, and bring in the materials. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's boots. no fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> they don't make snakes that big. But I got this pair. I think they're not even snakeskin or anything. I don't know. They're just regular leather. Probably like just cowhide or something. But I was looking for some snakes because like. In my mind's eye, I've been listening to like a lot of. This is what happened. I, I I started fixing my mind to like get some cowboy boots. So I was like, yeah, I gotta get some cowboy boots. And then I got the cowboy boots. And then I like on my U, like my YouTube algorithm because I use YouTube music. My YouTube algorithm is spying on me and was like, hey, you know what you haven't listened to in a long time? Tool, like early Tool. <laughs> You should get you should get back into that like their first two ep- like their first two albums tool. And I was like, hmm, you know what? It's about that time. And then I started listening to it, and I'm back in 2004. Yeah, man. Listening to Slipknot, yeah, and <laughs> like you know, and- the, the psych- what, what if all the guys from Slipknot wore cowboy hats on top of their masks <laughs> and all their songs instead of like being mad at your dad? We're about yeah. like rooting and tooting. When and, uh, when Generation <laughs> Alpha wouldn't they, does, wouldn't they the, just be Pantera? When Generation Alpha does the big like new metal redux, the way that like mm-hmm. Gen Z is doing emos again, um, it's mm-hmm. gonna really be painful to oh, see what Brett. they do when they're wearing like cowboy no. boots and like trench coats and um, slap bracelets, and it's like, what the fuck is going on with these guys? I'm ahead of, I'm ahead of the curve. <laughs> you know what it is? I've always, I've never been, I've never been the guy who rides the wave. I'm the fat-ass boat that makes the wave. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I've, I know exactly like, what When you I was mean. at school, yeah. yeah, I've never been the guy, because in my mind, the, the aesthetic that I'm going for makes no fucking sense. And then I go for it, and everyone was like, dude, you look insane. And then a few years later, up to even like five years later, people are like, "When Marcos was wearing that, in, when Marcos was wearing a wrestling mask and beanies, that was a look." You know what I'm saying? You're I like, had the same. I had the look. same experience multiple times in high school, uh, because I well, when I was in middle school, I was like, my parents were broke, and my mom wanted to get us like shoes that weren't from Payless, and so this was like a big day, mm-hmm. and so we go to like a shoe store, but we can't get just the regular shoes off the shelf you know and the ones we ended up getting were these red shoes that like looked like clown shoes and i had these like bright red sneakers that look like clown shoes 
And um, everybody's like, what the fuck are those? And all my teachers were like, those are Chuck Taylors. You guys never seen Chuck Taylors before? <laughs> but I was in middle school in like 2001. And so everybody's like, your shoes look terrible. fucking terrible. Your shoes yeah. look terrible. terrible. And then like three years later, they're all wearing them. And I'm like, what the fuck was that, guys? What, the what fuck? was that, guys? <laughs> Uh, what the fuck? I also I also pioneered the look of a a fitted blazer over a T-shirt in my school. And uh, I, I thank God for anti-bullying campaigns because that could have gotten your ass kicked even like five years before I, that. I don't want to point fingers, but I think we can blame uh, all American rejects for bringing back Chuck Taylors and giving an entire generation new knee and back problems. Well, you know, it's it's, it's actually Snoop Dogg <laughs> that did it for real. It was, uh, he bought like a controlling interest in the company and started selling them at like zoomies and stuff in order to make them seem cooler. Uh, and then I think he sold it again. But yeah, Snoop Dogg was involved in that operation. Sounds about right. <laughs> I fucking okay. savvy businessman. Him and his, him and his, his, his like villainous sidekick, Martha Stewart. Yeah. I actually kind of love this. I love Martha, Martha fucking. Killing it every day, just just villainous, imperious, cool white lady, just just hot granny, fucking <laughs> felon, financial criminal, did not snitch, served her time instead of snitching, <laughs> fucking would not fuck with Martha Stewart. I uh, I I love Snoop Dogg's approach of like business, which is just like take a picture next to someone. And that's the that he's you know for one hundred thirty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sick ass. Yeah, that's a sick ass business approach. Like that's how he did Phase Clan. Was he just, he held up a Phase Clan chain for over four hundred million dollars or something like something insane like that? And that was it. That kind right? of branding like, is so lazy though. You know, like George Foreman actually went to MIT. He, like he took time out of his boxing career and he went to MIT and he studied like product engineering, product design, industrial design, food tech. He worked for years, for fucking years, to develop the George Foreman uh, low fat, killing lean mean low fat grilling machine. Grilling machine. And he yeah. he earned every fucking penny. It's not like some guys had just invented the grill and were like, I don't know, George Foreman will get him put his name on it. Are you the being fucking... serious? That's actually the story. No, yeah, I'm serious. I Snoop Dogg. I didn't no, know that. No, I had no Snoop idea. George that. Foreman yeah. went, to, <laughs> went to MIT and fucking studied and got a, like a degree in mechanical engineering. No offense, but I'm fact Foreman I'm fact checking your ass right now. Yeah, okay, <laughs> remember that, the that anybody man... can edit Wikipedia before you go yeah. into this. <laughs> you're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me that a man with probably advanced CTE went to MIT. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, he exhibits a lot of genius traits. Like, yo, Albert Einstein used to, like, yeah. he had a closet full of the exact same suit, so he wouldn't have to waste yeah. time picking out outfits every day. That's why George Foreman named all of his kids George, <laughs> so he wouldn't have to, like, devote mental capacity to differentiating between them. They're all just George. So that's the same kind of thing, so he can think about his grill, his low fat, lean, mean, grilling, low fat grilling machine. Jeez. I can't tell. I literally, this is one of the problems on the ain't shit shows. I can never tell when someone's goofing. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking I just, serious. 
<laughs> do you think you think the, uh, you think George Foreman like isn't smart? You think you a guy pro- like him it seems? The kinda, more you I wanna, protest, I want to cast aspersions. He did not invent. I can care. Names. I can confirm he did not invent the George Foreman grill. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew, it. I knew. I knew that this was goof. There was goofery. <laughs> he did not invent shenanigandery. <laughs> I must. I must know. This must be a Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a Mandela effect because it says here. Maybe that no, because Je- no, Nelson Celtic- Mandela was the one who invented the George Foreman. <laughs> He was approached by Sultan Incorporated, which was looking for a spokesperson for its fat-reducing grill. As of 2009, George Foreman Grill had sold over 100 million units. Uh, Where's that from? Is that like Business Insider? Is that a? I can actually tell you. Forbes. Uh, Is that the line? The line. The biography channel. The biography channel. Oh, owned by owned by what? Turner. I believe so. I I believe it's Turner. Ted Turner. Yeah, I he's think married to that traitor, that traitor fucking uh, Jane Fonda, who <laughs> was so very sexy in Barbarella. And you're telling me you're trusting the, this liberal New World Order. Hanoi Jane, Hanoi Jane. Has <laughs> <laughs> her dirty well, like suppressing the truth these days. Also, he did Jesus not. He, I can pretty much guarantee he did not go to MIT. It's just from scrolling. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's absolutely no way. Yeah, none of that. But was you know true. what I mean? Shogs every now and then. Shogs every now and then he says something and it it's so crazy it's true. Well, so that I, is a lot of but a not, lot of that stuff actually is true of uh, Shaq. He has his PhD in education. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's yeah not that interesting because he doesn't do anything with it. Shaq's also Shaq's a wild has a wild career. Like he has that song recently. He's out a DJ. Uh, He's playing. Yeah. On like Tuesday at the Phillies game, Diesel is doing a DJ set after the Phillies game. So if you buy tickets to go see him, or if you go buy tickets to go see the game, you get to see Diesel perform, and then in parentheses it says Shaquille O'Neal will be DJing. I met, I met Shaq in a, what is it, in a in a Zoom call when I was working at Mercari because we did like an integration, yep. like a halftime show yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like everyone was being like extremely weird about like talking to Shaq right like they were just like trying to not talk about him like or talk about any of the things that he had done it was very strange it was like because everyone I was working with was like trying to be professional but they were all losing their goddamn minds over the fact that like Shaq was was there right they were like losing they're like oh my god he's it's Shaq and the whole time I'm there I'm like they were asking anyone have any questions and like I was like how heavy was that steel costume Right, <laughs> like when you were in steel, how heavy was it? Was that actual metal? And like everyone looked at me, like glared at me, like I, <laughs> like, like I had, like I had just asked him like the most offensive question, like you know what I'm saying, like what's your dick size? Like if I had, you know what I'm saying, like like I had asked him that. When I was just like, yo, is that? And he was like, the way he answered was like, it was all latex, and I, <laughs> and I was just like, sick, dude. Right, like that's that was my only question. That's all I gave a shit about. And like later, later on. I guess he DM'd, I guess he, like, spoke up to my, uh, what are those called, the the CMO, the, yeah, the, my, like, my direct report, the person I was direct reporting the to. The chief marketing and officer. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like, she was like, hey, Shaq really loved your question. He said, no one has talked about steel in a very long <laughs> time. And I was like, dude, I love that movie. And, like, everyone was being so fucking weird about it. <laughs> Well, he he loves Superman. He's a big Superman guy. I'm sure that was like a huge yeah, honor yeah. for him to be in it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it's it's a. Uh, I think it's the perfect question to ask Shaquille O'Neal if you got him. 
You got him in the I, room. I wouldn't if he would have told me. Need to put if, Shaq in movies again. I miss when Shaq. I, don't think, in a lot I just of don't movies. think he wants to. I think it's a pain in the ass I to be in so, movies. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to like, put your face to, on Arizona Ice Tea and call it a day. True. His uh his best movie performance, in my opinion, was uh, Freddie Got Fingered as himself banging Freddie's mom. That was one of. The, does anyone else remember? I've never that? seen everything, that film. I'm sorry. Everything in everything in oh, Freddie Got Fingered so is amongst the best uh, that you can get. They, yeah, this is if, true. If, it, if, it if you ripped. want it and Freddie Got Fingered has it, it's probably gonna be some of the best that you're gonna get of it. Rip Torn uh, should have oh, got an Oscar for film. being. <laughs> I can't believe they got him to be. He was like his character, the character that he was in that, like a weird, like a very, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> I want to do, I want to do Freddy Got Fingered too. This like an entire different movie and no Tom Green, yeah. but the Freddy is played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I can see it. I, I would even it. love if they did yeah, like the uh, Lewis to be the dad. If they did the thing like they do, this is like a trope we see sometimes. Everybody has a different touchstone for it. Um, mine is when Keith Richards played Johnny Depp's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean, but then there's also when um, Michael Caine played Austin Powers' dad. It's like. Have them play the dad, and then have Tom Green, even though he's younger, have Tom Green played Mads Mikkelsen's dad. <laughs> also, rock, yo, has anybody ever floated Tom Green for the Joker? I would love to see him do the Joker. I, I would that. love to yeah, see him. Yeah, Tom do the Green Joker. would would do a great Joker. I think he'd be a, he would high key be a great Joker, and I think he would bring back the jokes. Right, which is what we Well, need. you know what? Like the Joker. I think we could even see I think we could see a Tim Green assance the way we're seeing Brendan Fraser now. I think that Tim Tom Green is a guy that True. could like find his way into serious roles. He was never really like a serious guy, but if he did like a Batman movie, even if he played like another Batman villain in the like the Robert Pattinson ones, if he was like uh mm-hmm. the Scarecrow or something in Robert Pattinson's Batman, that oh, would be fucking sick. As, yeah. He would be a sick ass yeah. scarecrow. But the thing about Tom Green is that Tom Green has this problem where, like, as a comedian, why he's funny is because he's dead ass serious. So it wouldn't translate. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, he, I don't think he could do a serious role because his delivery would be the same. I got it then. I got it then. Yeah. Batman villains, Tom Green, yeah. and mm-hmm. Andy Dick as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> There we go. With like Daniel Day Lewis as the Mad Hatter, who's like in charge of the two of them. (laughs) Just like a really wild triple casting there. Are you on the do you know the Andy Dick lore? I'm aware. We were on some Andy the last year of uh, stuff. I'm I'm aware that he is a general menace in the Los Angeles area and that he has done some really horrible things. Yeah, yes. (laughs) I have to He's he's not the important thing. Actually, I I've, I've been wanting to talk about this and I'm glad you're here cuz I love you you exposed me to Twitter horror, right? Like you exposed me to some of the worst tweets of all time. That was our, my our first meeting yeah. like IRL, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, chat. It's about time that I show you or not show you, but like tell you about uh, a YouTube rabbit hole cuz I'm I realized this recently. This rabbit hole caused me like relationship strife. My girlfriend <laughs> was getting mad at it's me. It's not a rabbit hole. It's not a YouTube rabbit hole if it doesn't. This... If you can come out comfortably in yeah. your personal relationships, it is, wasn't a real rabbit 
uh, YouTube rabbit. We hole. couldn't stop watching because the rabbit was digging the hole in real oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Andy Dick it is was, on YouTube. Like Andy Andy Dick Andy Dick is on YouTube. Andy Dick was kind of a Andy Dick was kind of a little like was a minor Chris Chan for a few months last year. Yeah. Andy Dick was on something called the IP two network. The IP two network is Ice Poseidon. I don't know if you know who Ice Poseidon is. But Ice Poseidon like a Nazi is a or something, aren't they? crypto. No, uh, that's the least of them. <laughs> honestly, you just honestly, over that. <laughs> honestly, if you called him a Nazi, that's the least worst. Thing I know, he's it, done, I know the name. Right? I know the name like, Ice Poseidon, one hundred percent. I yeah, just yeah. don't know one hundred percent of the uh, story. Yeah, so Ice Poseidon <laughs> is essentially like a crypto scammer, real like real time. Uh, what is it like? They call IRL streams. So his whole thing is he goes outside and he just streams his life and he finds himself. Anyways, he pioneered it and kind of wrote a formula for it and met a bunch of people that were like, it's weird. He does what Drake does. Drake does this thing. Drake has a, a propensity when he signs rappers to sign rappers who are not nearly as good as him. But he he kind of like he signs not even close to being as good as him, and he what, what shocks? What do you want to say? <laughs> it's quite a bar to not clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, Jesus. So he signs he signs people that are like ass, right? Like on purpose. They have a little bit of clout, and he he does a song with them, and they make him shine. Because they ruin the song, or they make the song harder, and he carries the song, and that's it's kind of his move. like. It's honestly his, a good that, move. Yeah, because like business wise, look yeah. what everybody look what a decade of saying that Nicki ate up Kanye on Monster did to Kanye. It really destroyed him. Yeah, so yeah. you can't really. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't really put yourself yeah. in that position. It's bad for your brain. Yeah, so he he has a lot of like I mean you you look at like Smiley I don't want to get it too deep in the Drake sphere but Ice Poseidon does the same thing but with streamers, right? So he finds IRL streamers that are complete wreckages of humans yeah. like barely human like just people who who's who are putting themselves through so much like daily damage from drinking and smoking that it's more of a testament to how much how like much pain the human body can endure it's an in- it's interesting like medically sometimes i'll find myself watching these streams like a like a doctor right like a doctor watches someone doing a, an open heart surgery like hmm i did not think that that was humanly possible but here so yeah that's right? uh and- i find it more or less kind of like watching the guy you bought weed from in high school a live stream of what he's up to now <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's it's guys like that. So that's the thing, right? So he started up the IP2 network, which is like YouTube streamers, and they have to keep changing their YouTubes because they get banned from the platform all the time for nudity, saying racist. It's days. like Phase Clan for alcoholism. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so all of these guys end up just kind of switching YouTubes, but they all end up collected on the IP2 network, and you can just kind of click into whatever and see whatever. And they have this thing called RV streams, which is essentially they rent an RV and drive across the country and sexually assault each other while drunk the entire time. That's, That's cool. Show. That's a cool thing to do. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, they. It is wild how often sexual assaults happen. Like 
live on camera live and he dick does it suddenly it's a problem like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not usually a problem when andy dick does yeah. it that's it's like so, his thing yeah so andy dick uh a couple of years ago like last year uh ends up in the care of a guy named wappy flanker who friend of the pod actually <laughs> Shout out Wappy. Literally following what me on Twitter. Well, what happened was that Andy Dick had uh, like gotten into a fight with somebody in Hollywood, as he has wanted to do. And he was no, he'd gotten into a fight with his girlfriend, who is her own fucking uh, bag of chips. And I had to deal with somebody who on the the, the subgenius Twitter account, which I am the administrator of. I had to deal with some guy who was talking to me like, "You might remember me. I got refunded out of the church in like 1999." I was like, "I wasn't fucking there, Grandpa." But it was it was talking like I looked at his profile. And he was associated with that Kermit and Friends show that Andy <laughs> Dick's weird Christian girlfriend runs. I don't even know what is happening there i tried to find out but i spent that, like I've 10 watched, minutes looking it's like i don't i don't i don't want this I've, man i watched that show that show is uh it's hard it's it's actual it's, it's brain so shit yeah it's brain bleach right it's brain bleach you watch it and your brain is different Right, it it somehow rinses you of whatever your brain. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Twitch stream, the uh, live AI generated SpongeBob episodes. So I definitely uh, know exactly. Uh, how are those? They're they're brain bleach. You yeah. don't. Are they, trans- are they? Are they transphobic <laughs> yet, or is it still boring? <laughs> Hasn't been transphobic yet. Um, it's extremely boring. Yeah, I, I mean, it. honestly, it's extremely boring because it's just like. Yeah. That nothing moves in the plot. Just people walk into the scene and then walk out. And then Squidward will be like, Patrick, you need to stop. And Patrick's like, I'm sorry, Squidward. And then SpongeBob is like, what time is it? And it's like, it's not really. And those, and I, yeah. I did about Sick. the, the quality Sick. of voices that they do on there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I thought I thought SpongeBob was in the room. So, yeah, Andy, Andy Dick's Andy Dick's girlfriend does this is a weird Christian lady who does this bizarre, like alien comedy fucking Kermit talk Kermit the Frog puppet talk show on YouTube. And uh, they had a fight, and she kicked him out. And he was on the air like, "I need help, buddy, come get me, Andy Dick," which is what he sounds like. And uh, uh, so yeah, Wappy Flanker. Is like you come with like their friend, like have a mutual friend or something, and somehow Andy Dick ends up, yeah, it, as the ward of this alcoholism streamer. And yeah, uh, so this Wappy Flanker is a music DJ who's never made anything, <laughs> he's made a lot of things that no one is like, he's made a lot of music that no one has heard, right? And like, it's got it's got lots and lots and lots of views. And there's lots of like buzz around it, but if you like look any deeper than the surface, it's dead. It's dead. Like there's nothing going on, yeah. right? So like, it's like I don't know how to like. There's this media landscape where people make things and number go up, and so they can sell it. But the reality is like no one fucks with it. No one knows what it is, or you know what I'm saying. And like it, it almost like is a coastal thing. But he lives in Vegas, so it's sadder. Yeah. But like. On the on the West Coast and on in New York, there's tons of people who make music or make some like do some form of like. It's actually, you know, not to talk about the submarine guy, but the submarine guy's son, who's like a music producer, right? His billionaire dad was probably funding all of 
like whatever traction he had in making music right funded his entire career right and like shout out to olive for putting me onto that by the way but anyways like there's lots of people like that people who just have lots of money or know somebody or seen some shit that they shouldn't have seen and are now like exploiting that knowledge carrying that water and turning it into like hey no i i I, I, get, I make music. I've, like, got a, uh, I've actually like, got a agree. really fun story in that regard for you then uh, because I yeah. knew a guy who was the beneficiary of something like that uh, when I was doing stand-up comedy mm. in Austin. And I actually already talked about mm. him back when my show was still a Nicolas Cage show. Um, we had on Sam mm. Harder, <laughs> who is somebody I did comedy with when I lived in Austin. And... Um, I don't know if it actually made it to the episode, and it's very likely it didn't, but I'll, I'll tell you guys the story. Um, when I did comedy, I became friends with a guy who was short, but in, like, crazy good shape. Like, looked like mm-hmm. a model. Mm-hmm. Um, so me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> was an ex-Marine who had been stationed in... Uh, Afghanistan and had wanted to start doing comedy when he was like in his mid 20s his family was like a whole military family and he like he was a friend of mine like he came over to my house several times but I knew he had pretty severe PTSD and I know guys get PTSD from killing people so I knew that like you know, you want to be sensitive to that with somebody you're just meeting or whatever. So we sort of like excuse some of the mm-hmm. weird things he did, like uh, clean his gun on my coffee table and things like that. And um, yeah, you know, we were usually pretty nice about it. He would tell us stories about it as things went on. Um, and he was a pretty good comic and he had a lot of like really good, like uh, really good stories he told. He told this crazy story about how he was sent on an intelligence. Basically, he got a promotion because he didn't, like, trip over his own shoelaces when another guy did. And so he was put into command of this, Mm. like, intelligence operation that he wasn't really qualified for. And he tells the story about, like, how the Marines gave him a piece of paper with a guy's picture on it, and they were just like, go find him. And they were like, where? And they were like, somewhere around here, probably. And uh, (laughs) so that's what he did. He just went around the town and he's showing the pictures. And at that point in the war, a lot of the Afghans, uh, Afghanis were just like, no, I haven't seen him. I don't know. Like they weren't like weirded out or anything by it. Mm -hmm. And so they were just like, yeah. 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 And um, then his commanding officer told them to maybe like dress down, try to like hang out and see what they can find out. So that's what they did. They took, I mean, they're obviously Americans. This dude's like super like dark skin, black and like, uh, like there's nobody like that in like Kandahar. So he's like obviously an American and, and you know, they're just sort of hanging out and they go to a hookah lounge and they hang out there for a few hours. And when he gets out of the hookah lounge, um, what they realize is that there aren't any hookah lounges in Afghanistan. There are opium dens, though. And so he um, had smoked opium. And then as they exited, somebody said American. And then, like, people started shooting. And, like, him and his boys had to, like, take out their <laughs> sidearms. And they're like, Jesus. But they're also high on opium and they like run through the streets and they yeah, just yeah. like open fire at random windows. And the end of the story is that that, that town or neighborhood or whatever gave up the guy. 
<laughs> because they didn't want the crazy Americans coming back and shooting at their windows again. <laughs> and uh, Jesus, he, mission accomplished. He told that story, and he yeah. had like all these different things. Um, and then he got some work with Owen Benjamin, which was not a name I knew at the time. And he was opening for some Texas tours around Texas to open for Owen Benjamin. Now, anybody who knows who Owen Benjamin is now knows that that dude's a fucking Nazi, like a full-on white supremacist. And Eric, my boy, was opening for him. I, I could describe, I could choose to hide his identity, but like anybody who's hearing the story would know it was Eric. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Eric is opening for Owen Benjamin. And then I was like looking up Owen's old comedy and it was like pretty funny, but it was from like 10 years beforehand. And then Eric is like, I just got hired to do a uh, video, like a a YouTube video for a big time YouTube channel that Owen works with. And we were like, cool, man, that's Mm -hmm. cool. And then I moved away from Austin and then I looked up the video. Mm -hmm. He is playing the black character from To Kill a Mockingbird. And it is an anti-Me Too thing made by Steven Crowder. Jesus. Jesus H. The big time. (laughs) That is. The big time guy was Steven Crowder. (laughs) Steven Crowder plays the judge. Owen Benjamin plays Atticus Finch. And my friend Eric played the black guy defending himself. And basically, the judge was like, well, it's me two times now, and so we have to believe women, so he's going to jail. As if that wasn't the end of the book anyway, but... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, literally, that's the... <laughs> it was weird, like, oh, so you saw some of the movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, like, I... It's not that long. I'm, you could have finished it. I'm always afraid of, like, my, the people that I know blowing up right like in ways that they should like one of the guys i've talked to him about the i don't know if you know about if you you probably haven't but on our podcast we've talked about him before one of the guys i went to high school with um he is a like super duper nazi white mm. supremacist guy um, i follow him on instagram on my finsta purely just to keep tabs yeah. on him because he is insane he has a kid a, a son and can you guess what his son's name is Adolf. Oh, it's I remember. Reich. It's it's Reich. Reich. His son's name is okay. Reich. Okay. Yeah. Full disclosure. It's Reich Odin. Last name. Reich Odin. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, full disclosure. Yeah. Full disclosure. I got yeah. some family on my white side that I don't really fuck with a whole lot, yeah. uh, and I do have a first yeah, yeah. cousin whose name is Aryan. <laughs> Jesus, that is crazy. We were like, you named the, that sounds about you named the baby yeah. Aryan. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. Yeah. But anyways, so Marcos he, jokes right now. Five years later, like this is my son. White genocide. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah this is my this is my daughter. Uh, what is what's a good? This know. is my daughter. Comp. I can't think of an anti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this Christ. is mine. Comp. Uh, so. Yeah. This <laughs> no, so, uh, anyways, that's like that. I'm I'm worried about like people actually finding him out. But someone that I actually have, like an actual, I have a there's a SoundCloud, and I can't. I don't know the. I don't know the fucking login to delete it, so I can't get rid of it. But it's out there. It's floating around. 
I have a song with a guy. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to go too deep into it. But the guy, I hadn't seen him in a very long time. Me and him, like, we were a cool guy. And when I knew him, the guy was a fucking pussy magnet. The guy was just... Yeah, yeah, what did he say? Like, what, what, what did you say on the hold, recording? Hold you know, on. <laughs> I know, no, I don't care. I don't care what anyone finds on it. I, I'm pretty sure I say the n word at one point in time, but in a joking way, and it's from a long time ago. So Mexicans can say the n word. Like I don't say the n word. Sometimes <laughs> depends on. I was at the time I was living real poor, so it's fine. Right? I, honestly, <laughs> like, I think that shit. Right, I, I don't agree. Know. I couldn't agree more. Honestly. Yeah, I, I was fucking living in the hood at the time, so it was one of those things where I was doing it. But anyways, we we're singing. It was because what happened was we were singing, and I was singing about gay pandas. And I and then I just said like I talk about werewolves and I don't know how to fuck. I know when you recorded this now I can pretty much say exactly. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that's the thing. So we're doing this later on. That guy that I knew, who's playing guitar and singing alongside me, is this like super handsome guy. Every we used to do open mics together. The guy was a fucking. He would literally have to push women away from him. Like they would come up to him all the time, and be like, "Oh my god, blah blah." And he would just be like, "Bitch, like I don't." I got a, I, I, I got a relative like that. You, I know. Right? I've, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so years, I like haven't talked to him. Haven't spoken to him in a long time. We were still like mutuals on Instagram, and from him, I met another girl. I think her name was Brittany Shears at the time. I don't. She was cut hair. She has all this like tattoos and shit. And I don't know where the fuck she was from originally, but she was out in California for a while, and she was in like San Jose. And so she got connected with the underground scene out here, like like hardcore shows and like the fucking what are those called the uh, open mic scene. And like that was kind of where I fell into things, right? So we knew each other. We didn't really talk. We didn't really travel in any circles, but we were mutuals on Instagram. And her, me and her just never really talked. Like, that was it. That was it, right? Like, you know, years later, I find out that she throws in Atlanta. She relocates to Atlanta. She throws something called. And the headline, the guy that I, he's, he's the reason why she kicked it off is the guy who fucking. I was recording with the pussy magnet guy, the guy who I have a song with. Wait, He's, you used you used to work with? Yeah, him? I I gotta blank that out. Yes, I have you, a song. You, I have a you song used with him. To be, you recorded yes. with the the, the yeah. song maker. <laughs> yes, behind behind problematic, but honestly, <laughs> yeah. kind of a bop. Fucking um, what is it? Uh, what's that song? Well, don't say it. He's gonna have yeah, to bleep, I have to bleep all this out. But yes, yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to cut all that out. But yes, I did. I don't want any. I don't want any smoke. So he's, but he's an incel celebrity. He's an incel celebrity, and you're saying he's a pussy getting played. He's a. My man drowns in it. My man is fucking. Well, he yes. was. I don't know what happened. I literally have no idea. It could have. He just, met this Nazi woman, and yeah. she's, and he can't <laughs> get changed, pussy yeah, anymore. He did a great cover of uh, Chris, Christian and the Hedgehog Boys. Bro, why are you doing girl. this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly starstruck in a gross, yeah, horrible is, way. <laughs> it's like, I, I know don't who talk that about is. Yeah, literally, yes. I have a song with him, and it's on one of my... And I don't, I don't want that to see the light of day I do all. recognize... Because Shoggoth said it, I will say that I do recognize the name. Okay. Uh, it is something. It is a name I've heard before. Yeah, yes. my, yeah I got to cut all that out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even yeah, I mean, I know who headlined. Okay. I was I was watching that fucking 
mess happened, which was way overblown. And just some, like, what, people from Twitter came to try and stand around and look disprovingly at, like, 15 nerds playing yeah. shitty virgin <laughs> folk punk. You know, so if you want, so let's do... Like, we can't let these people gather. It's like, let them fucking jack each other. <laughs> so let's do this, Marcos. I didn't yeah. actually... There was an ending to the, to the oh, Eric yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So however you want to chop this up or bleep it or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. I can just tell you the ending of the yeah. Eric story because it rocks. Um... <laughs> If you, even right now, were to Google my boy Eric's name, I won't give the last name, but I will say, mm -hmm. if you Google Eric Austin comedy mm -hmm. and another phrase, um, you'll get a lot of results. And that other phrase is indeed stolen valor. <laughs> uh, because he wasn't a Marine. Damn. That story wasn't true. Damn. Uh <laughs> It felt so true, didn't it? Yeah, it did. No, I... <laughs> oh, great. We got, a, we got a veteran on the call now. <laughs> World War II veteran. Um, yeah, that story didn't feel untrue. Nothing I said sounded untrue. If you had seen this guy, he was like in such incredible shape, like with single-digit body fat, had a treadmill in his bedroom. Uh, dude worked out all the time. He was always well put together, tight waves, always smelling good. Mm -hmm. Also, he's like... Five two, mm -hmm. but like he really carried himself really well, mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, it turns out he was like lying about everything, mm -hmm. and he was starting to do this like reactionary like black maga podcast, and then he got outed as a stolen valor guy, and he just like all of his internet existence like <laughs> ceased. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh wait, so he didn't do he didn't do the like two thousand six era comedy movie Opium Den <laughs> starring adventure. Uh, what's his name? The Harold and Kumar guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Harold and Kumar go to. He didn't have a Harold and Kumar go to you know, Afghanistan opium adventure. On a recent episode of Western Kabuki, we watched a um, we watched a Comedy Central one-off special. It is listed on the Comedy Central website as a television show with one episode, but it's an hour and a half long, and it's a comedy special called My Buddy Bill about a. Uh, it's a one-man show in which a former writer from the television show The West Wing talks about his personal friendship that he had with Bill Clinton and all the fun like adventures they mm -hmm. went on. Mm -hmm. And it, it none of it's true. It's mm -hmm. all stupid and bullshitty or whatever. But like that was the era where the guy could tell an hour long version of the opium den Afghanistan thing and become a millionaire like overnight yeah. from like a because Comedy Central was really putting bullshit on television for a lot of the time that people are like nostalgic for you know like season 10 of south park or whatever but it's like you you are forgetting a lot of bullshit uh, a crowd man doing and this flaming sword of fire uh, for example <laughs> there was some horse shit on that television network yeah that's People forget that Carlos Mencia. The mind of Mencia. Mind of Mencia. Uh, was one of the greats, honestly. One of the best to ever do. <laughs> but huge inspiration. The pilot oh. episode. The pilot episode <laughs> of Mind of Mencia. He debates hard R versus soft A with a bunch of black people on like Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he asks black people if it's okay for Mexicans to say the N word, and nobody tells him no. It's so. true in California. It's not true probably anywhere else. I don't know why. I don't. It's true listen. in Philly. It's true yeah. in Philly. It's true in Philly. Yeah. Uh, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, all the kids, they, the, all the Latinos say the, the only people. The only people that I I would say don't get to say it too. Brazilians should not get to say it 
right? True. Right. Because Brazilians Why? are are ten times more racist than any white Nazi I've ever met. Brazilians are actual racist. They still peers. have slavery. Yeah, they still, they yes, still have. Not allowed to <laughs> say they it. They still have their plantations. Yes, and yes shit. Brazilians not allowed to say it. And Dominicans are not allowed to say it because they're the they're the first ones to be saying that shit all the time. And they'd be like, I know black. I know black. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole Godfrey thing is super fucking real. I've, you're you're 100 yeah. percent correct. But 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 okay, if you tr- Cubans? but if uh, not, Cubans can say the not Gusanos, can say the but <laughs> not Gusanos, yeah, not Gusanos, but Cubans, but Cubans can say the are allowed to say yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you say you say that, but you also know the practicality of yeah. telling a Dominican that he can't say the N word. You'd be like, "It's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool." And it's like, I I'm telling you that it's not. And they're like, "Man, why you gotta be like that?" Yeah, no. It's like, I mean, I you I was a teacher of mostly Dominican teenagers, and I just know that they they will try to manipulate. Like that is like. What they do, and this is why the Puerto Rican kids and the Dominican kids would get into fights at my school, is because the Puerto Rican kids would get fucking pissed off. Not yeah, that yeah. the Dominican kids are the aggressors, but I think this is a cultural difference. Yeah, it is. It's it's a massive cultural difference. Uh, there's like, well, like I don't know. Listen, this is something that I like. Don't I probably will have to cut this. Out. There's a lot of cuts on this one, but I'll have to probably cut this one out too. But part of working in a fucking mostly Mexican like. Like from the east, like most of the people that I work with on the east side and shit, most of those dudes say the n word, right? Some of those guys are essentially white, blonde hair, blue eyed, but Mexican, <laughs> right? Like speak Spanish better than me, and they're Mexican, but they say the n word. I don't say I can't say shit about it, and no one else around me says shit about it. It just is. That's one. This is right? literally. So we recorded our episode yesterday, and I mm-hmm. said this. Um, the real test of if you have the N-word pass is say the N-word and see, and see yeah. how people react. Take it, yeah. And if people aren't reacting, you can say you it. Got the pass. And this is the thing that this is the thing. And 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 yesterday when I said that I quoted an interview from John Mayer in which he drops an N-bomb with <laughs> Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. And today I am quoting Louis C.K. Yeah. and I understand that. But yeah. Louis C.K. fits the definition of what you're saying. He is Mexican. Yeah. He grew up in Mexico. <laughs> True. Right. He's not. He doesn't Louis make C. us K. look good, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. Right. He is. But I mean, like Canelo Alvarez, if you didn't hear Canelo Alvarez, oh, yeah, speak, yeah. you wouldn't know he's Mexican. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like there are ginger Mexican dudes and some of them feel like they can say the N word. And Louis C.K. is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So. And there's nothing you could do about it. Like. I've had I've there had, isn't I've had homies like in in the warehouse being like hey fool I'm like yeah and they're like you like did you like grow up like in the suburbs and I'm like well yeah and they go is that why you don't say the n word and it's like well no <laughs> I just listen I'm not the guy who can say it right I used to say it I used to be the guy because I was out there but I'm not out there no more I right I I the the times have changed and I recognize that. Right. Like, I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes sense. My me. students told me I should start saying it. You should. <laughs> you got to bring, like, <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Because they were like, they were like, wait, you're like mixed. They thought I was like, they didn't know my dad is black because yeah, yeah. I'm really light skinned. And so they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the once I showed them, I showed them a picture of like my wedding and my dad was in the picture. And, they're, and I was like, yeah, that's my dad. That's my brother or whatever. And they're like, you could say the N word. And I was like. I could. Yeah, it's patrilin- it's patrilinical. Y'all... It's not matrilinical, though. <laughs> so, you know what, what we ought to do? We ought to put this to a Sure. 
We all get on the social media of our choice and do kind of a what friend of the show Deep Fates did with uh, with Burduck. You know, send us send a send a dollar to one Patreon if you think we can say it, and if you think we can't say it, send a dollar to this Patreon. We'll put your put your money. That's you know, actually that's actually really wanna... helpful. If it is very, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If none of us on this call, me, mixed race, light skin, shog. White guy in Montana. White, uh, wait, technically Mexican. Mexican. Like, but give technically Mexican. So, gifted him. Uh, I gifted him Mexicanness, so he's alive. <laughs> okay, and then we've Which got, comes and then we've got Marcos. So qualities. the question is, is the question is, can can we can any of us say it? If none of us can say it, you give to the Ain't Shit Show Patreon one dollar. <laughs> if any of us can say it, any one of us can say it. You give to the Whack Nicholson specific Patreon. Now, yeah. the question Kabuki one, I made my own. Yeah. Whack, uh, Patreon.com slash Whack Nicholson, W H A C K N I C H O L S O N. Yeah, Whack Nicholson. Uh, $1 to me if we can't say it, and $1 to this show if you can't. We yeah. can. That'd be um, patreon.com forward slash the yes. homie. <laughs> this is another, uh, we are race baiting again for. <laughs> As a... <laughs> See, I don't, I don't have an opinion really either way. I, I don't say it. Don't got a dog in the fight. That's more of a practice. I don't, I don't really I don't need to say. It. There, there are times, there are times when I, when I like, when my tweet would be better if I tweeted it. Do you know what I'm saying? Where my tweet would be funnier if I said it. You know but what I gotta know... say? I gotta say, there. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a guy who chooses to not say the N word at all, like I am and like you yeah. are at this point, there's a mourning period. There's a transition. There's like, a, how do I do this now? How do yeah. I, how do I never? Because I think if you looked, if you searched my tweets, you could find times when I had tweeted the N word. But mm. I I still think that the, you know, it's a it's a shift and it's a and it's an adjustment and you have to do you, you have to rework your brain around it. Yeah, I've, I've learned motherfucker is a good or like motherfucker is like the, you know what I mean? <laughs> MF. Yeah, but you gotta like. Put a you have to transition yourself on. back into like I, I really did for a while. Like when I got first oh, woke, I, I I spent like two years or something. Like I wouldn't say bitch. I wouldn't say whore. Yeah, you have to you have cunt. to find where the I line say is. Retard. Yeah, yeah, you have to find. And then yeah, after a while, I was like, you know, you're not helping. <laughs> anybody you're just making it harder for yourself because I, <laughs> I was like you know that's a good point i'm gonna start trickling some of them back in and just test them out and see what that's i can get call. away with and what that's I what it is who's yelling that's what it me. is you're gonna have to put yourself in some awkward positions yeah. you're, it's a trial and error no matter what it is i don't mind being yelled at by some, <laughs> some people i wouldn't like to be yelled at because i like them and i don't want to upset them i don't want to hurt nobody but i want to be able to the cuss tweet god that dang I think it about all the time that makes me laugh is the tweet this is how like this is right around when i got involved onto twitter when i started understanding because i had a twitter for a very long time like i think maybe the first year that it came out i had it but I didn't post on it. I didn't know what it was for. I didn't understand it, right? So for years and years and years, I didn't do anything with it. But then I made a second Twitter for this podcast, and then I started understanding it. I started getting the point of like what, be, like what it's about. And the, the joke that haunts me to this day, because it's one of the funniest jokes, but I see that it, like, it, ru- it absolutely ruined this man. I can't remember... Is it the one about the burlap no, sack a, and the no, no, AOC no, no, no. And... This is about a man. There's a white guy. 
This is before like politics even took off. Like this is pre twenty sixteen, maybe it might have been like twenty seventeen actually. But like a white guy tweeted the N word, but he said is hungry, and that was I don't. Does anyone remember Kyle that? Kuklinski? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah secular yeah. talk. Yes, I, yes. I, you know, I took in a bunch of his uh, content recently because mm-hmm. when we did our show on the quartering, he has a mm-hmm. really great episode on, uh, on secular talk about mm-hmm. um, about uh, uh, the quartering, um, mm-hmm. which we didn't cite because anytime you bring up Kyle Kuklinski, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. people will be like, "Who exactly was yeah. hungry?" That yeah. you had to- <laughs> <laughs> who was, who was hungry. When, yeah, that to, it makes me die laughing. It's one of the funniest things. It's I've ever so read. funny. Be- I don't know, but I don't know who was hungry, but maybe he should have gotten some fine pre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have went to Paris and. But anyways, that's the point of the my my man. Found friend. My my man made that post as the whitest guy like possible, and it is fucking hilarious. Like the meltdown that it caused, and I still to this day laugh at it. But like, I get why people are mad at it, and I understand, right? Like. Why, <laughs> why, what happened happened, but that was right when I became so. It's like it's stuck in my brain. But you were saying about the quartering and everything that you didn't. No, say. no, no. It's just you know, it's 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 a very funny thing. Like I don't want to talk about Kyle Kolinsky or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't because know. I think he's guy. a really smart guy. I think he's great at Twitter. I think he's really funny. I think that tweet is great. I don't think he did anything wrong with it. Yeah. It was a different time, you yeah. know. I think it's yeah, very it funny like, yeah. to say. Yes. Because there's no context where it makes it okay, but yes. there certainly was a context that would explain what it was. I don't know what the context was. Yeah. But it's very funny that like he said that and it's very funny to post it. Uh, just a screenshot of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, he, like, I think about it all the time. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is It is a really good distillation of Twitter. There's like five or six tweets, and I think a few of them have like, you know, especially because recently there's been a lot of like Twitter nostalgia as, as Elon is ruining the site. And a lot of people are like, what are the best tweets that did this for that or whatever? Um, and I see, I feel like we're seeing a lot of like reminders. I think... That one is a... B was never good. What? B was never it's good. Same. B was... Twitter, yeah. Neither was Twitter. B, that's a, the old 4chan saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get nostalgic yeah. sometimes. Like, oh, I remember when B was... You know, like, B was never good. <laughs> never good. Twitter was but never that's, good. But it, Twitter looks really good when you distill, <laughs> like, of the bajillions of tweets that have been made over, like, but there are 15 better, years. Still there are better eras and there are worse now. eras. And I feel like we're in a better era now because of the submarine, for example, right? I feel like the sub has really brought us together. Bernie brought us a lot of us together. The sub brought a lot of us together together um there were certain things like that the fish tube brought us mm-hmm. together they did surgery on a grate brought us together yeah, but like what i haven't i miss when they did surgery on a grape that was so <laughs> cool. that was like hopeful like we all we all realized like if they can do surgery on a grape that's exactly meat. right i can live forever. that's exactly right and now we do <laughs> um but i think some of my favorite like yeah so N words is hungry is a is a <laughs> classic. One of my favorites is I joined Twitter dot com in two thousand eight to track uh, One Direction's progress on 
the X factor and now I'm a communist. That is another great tweet that I just feel like we haven't seen a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a foundational text to the way the website actually functions. Uh, that, and of course, Shane Dawson's, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't stick my dick anywhere near my cat. I didn't come on my cat. That, that tweet too. I don't know dick all about Shane Dawson, but I love it. It's such a good so tweet. Much. It's such a good tweet. Because again, it's the same thing though. It's the same and thirty to fifty feral hogs. That's another like one that it's like without the context of a man saying, What can I do to stop thirty to fifty feral hogs from attacking my property when my children are outside? You're like, What the fuck are you talking about? And then a huge swath of the United States was like, This is actually a big problem and I would love to get an answer on what to do with the feral hogs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, this was real? Mm-hmm. And then it's like that guy yeah. isn't crazy, and we all have to just deal with this guy who conversate. It is such a problem for him that in a casual conversation, he's like, honest question, serious question. I just need to know, if 30 to 50 feral hogs come onto your property, how do you stop them? How do you stop the hogs? And everybody's like, look at this fucking psycho. And then he's like, I need the hogs stopped. And it's like... It's like it's real are, though. Like yeah. my girl, I, my ex is French, and I used to get like she'd send me like videos like, "Oh, is it back?" And it'd be like, "Yeah, like fifteen just wild <laughs> hogs like just all going through her front yard in the morning." And if you're like a farmer yeah. and you got like crops and the hogs are, yeah, no, you and like just as like a bolt action rifle might not be. No, they need an AR-15 to kill all the hogs. Needs. And I think that like I think that what makes a really special tweet like that is a insane tweet on its face Mm -hmm. and the context needs to make it more insane yeah and the person who tweeted it also needs to be insane in a very specific way they need to be so strange that it makes sense that they would say i didn't want to have to tweet this but i need you guys to know i did not have sex with my cat and everybody's like what (laughs) i don't who are you (laughs) well that's that's why did not fuck my guy. I did not come in. That's why all my tweets. That's why all my tweets are like good. That's why people fuck with me. I feel like because I have that energy. <clears throat> like the yeah. they for, they force femmed uh, mold bug at vibe camp. If you know what any of those sent, if you know what that sentence means, you need to log off. Your brain is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you, that whole sentence is just a litmus test. Who did they psychotic. force fem and where did they do it? But they, they did it. They force femmed mold bug at vibe camp. He, they said, "Hey, you gotta wear this." <laughs> now let's unpack. Let's unpack. Let's unpack. I actually just don't know who Moldbug is. I actually show, like, know what the, the rest of it of is. But <laughs> well, it's a good place. They first of all, the they in here refers to. I'm assuming. I don't know. It might have been the no YouTube corporate. Camp, this was like a YouTube corporate the, event. The incredibly. <laughs> so. It could have been the very perverse well, right wingers that just, are also at. They are no Moldbug, less. Moldbug. Kinky on Moldbug. either side there. And all their kinks are boring let me, and horrible. Let me, yeah. Moldbug, of course, in this, refers to Curtis Yarvin, also known as Mencius Moldbug, along with Nick Landwin, the architects of uh, uh, um, the blog-based uh, neo-reactionary thought, which, through a series of divergences, is somehow a, a associated with modern right-wing political movements, despite the fact that there is no ideological foundation to any extant operational uh, political, right? Well, you know, anyhow, it's complicated. But Mold- Manchester Moldbug 
is a he he's a guy who changed politics by going by the air name he's a he's a monarchist so he's a go. monarchist I mean, is what you need to know about hell yeah I love yeah, a monarchist yeah, he's kind of a monarchist <laughs> shout out to the cybersmith we love you wherever you are tonight so, speaking cybersmith, of white people hoteps yeah <laughs> he's on blue cybersmith probably, <laughs> cybersmith probably fucks heavily with curtis yarvin right i guarantee you that i don't like you guys how much you, how much diaper porn does Curtis Yarvin post? Because probably, that will actually change a lot. <laughs> but no, the uh, amount, the amount that Cybersmith fucks with him. Is the thing you you say when you say Cybersmith, my brain does like a like a hard reset. I'm not allowed to know what that like who that is, right? Because like I'm I'm the kind of guy who you give me a you give me a psycho to follow online, I become you know what I'm saying. Like I I'm best friends with it. I've so got. I'm, I'm going to say the worst thing possible for your brain. I'm going to really do some damage to you right now, Marcos. Oh, boy. I genuinely believe, for real, that Cybersmith is not a lost soul and that he can be one to the side of the light, and I think we can make him normal. Do you want him on the pod? We can get him on this podcast, The Ancient Show. I would love to. I would do it again with him. I I mean, I like talking to him. He and I talk a lot. uh, I don't know anything about him. He's a stranger to me, right? Is he is he the he's human, the human pet, pet guy, guy or is he's, he the Bitcoin to a million? He's guy? the human pet guy. Okay, I, that's all I know about him. I know nothing. about He's him. also uh, called he's also called the transgender milk guy. Um, he's also called uh, something else. Um, See, the, he's this is... I, I like him a lot. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I find him very personable, and I think he's funny, and. Yeah. I, I have some problematic friends like And that. I have like really I like DM with him and he like today actually he sent me a thing. He thinks that the people in the submarine faked their death and that they're laundering money. Yeah. And he sent me some insane person's tweet and I was like I just don't find that credible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like but it's cited and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm sorry, man. I just don't think, I just don't think. Oh, that no, rocks. that was on the timeline. That was on the timeline. In DMs, he sent me a DM saying that puberty blockers uh, inhibit the, de- the the development of the medulla oblongata or something. And I was like, <laughs> where'd you get that article from? And he sent me the article and it was by Chris Rufo, the anti-CRT guy, the like con mm-hmm. man who was working with Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to believe anything that guy says. I'm sorry. And he's like, mm-hmm. but the but the amygdala and the medulla obligata, those are real. I can like, say words like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know they're real. Well, have you ever I read, like, a, I used to keep a copy of David Icke's The Biggest mm. Secret on the Toilet, along with uh, Finnegan's Wake and the Book of the Subgenius, which is like, I What's it like toilet. being in your house? One of the things about, like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Because Finnegan's but, Wake uh, is in a, it, it's, for the listeners who don't know, it's it's probably the most complicated text in the world. People have PhDs in Finnegan's Wake. It's it's supposedly written in English, but it is not written in English. It's fun to Shogs, <laughs> Shogs is built different. Shogs also, like me, is built different, right? He's... <laughs> I was homeschooled, man. I don't know how to do yeah, things. Yeah, he, right. he reads Finnegan's Wake, and he's like, "Yeah, this is a great. This is great. I get it." I, like, I'm like, what is it about? Don't worry about makes, that. You couldn't comprehend it if you want. Don't worry about it. It was like the difference between you and me, like on, on David Lynch. Like, what's he trying to say? He's trying to hide. Like, no, he's, he's saying what he's saying. It's just, that's it. That's the simplest way to uh, say. It. So, so There's I just no want to it's, it's because I have a literature degree, and because we were basically told in my lit class that we should not 
even try to read Finnegan's Wake until we got through a master's program. Not seriously. No, they were like, don't bother with it. Um, the first sentence of Finnegan's Wake is not capitalized in the first word. <laughs> the first... River run past Adams and Eves, something vicariously recalcitrant back upon there with Frognopthwin Houthcastle. Okay, you're skipping. You're skipping a lot of stuff, like but yeah. <laughs> River run past even Adams from Swerve of Shore to Ben Bay, brings us by a commodious vicus of recalcitration back to Houthcastle and environs Sir Tristram Villor de More Ferrer. The short sea had Passancor re-arrived from North America on this side of Scraggy Isthmus of Europe Minor. This is the... Oh, my yeah, God. Like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. Shogs is a hardcore intellectual. Yeah, we texts that aren't in fucking English. We're not reading. We're not reading. We're not reading on the pod. Robert Anton Wilson told me it was important, and I used to have a copy of it. He pulled out, okay, ago, for our for our English it. nerds out there, I he pulled out to... the Cantos by Edward Ezra Pound. Our, our friend here is not fucking around <laughs> I, with literature. I told you he's he is doing the different. hard drugs of literature. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's built. I read all of Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> no, you I'm fucking did it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, do yeah, I really no, need it? Yeah, did. I did. Yes, it took, did. Yeah, I did. I fucking did it. It changed my life. No, it took like seven tries, but then I was like, okay, I know what to do. I'll start from the beginning. I'll just read V, and then I'll. That's interesting. The, the can I give you? Can I give you some? Can I give you a order. real schizo literary recommendation? The yeah, audio yeah, yeah. book of David Foster Wallace's *The Pale King*, the unfinished novel that has no plot. The audiobook is an insane trip. I got an yes, audible credit. The Pale King. Uh, it is an insane trip that is basically about gambling and the IRS. And it is <laughs> they are not connected in the ways you would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and a huge portion of the book is basically dedicated to the philosophy of boredom and how like boredom is a form of suffering and suffering is what makes us human and so if you can overcome boredom you can overcome suffering so that the world becomes yours to control if you can uh, uh, be unborable and so if you can if you can stomach being bored then you can stomach being the king of the universe shogs shogs I just got it. I just, I just, I've been wondering what to do with my credit this month. Shogs does, Shogs does with his brain what I do with my body, right? Yeah. This is, we're, we're each other's warriors. We talk about this all the time, (laughs) but right. Shogs, Shogs will absolutely destroy his brain by like looking at, like by like finding psychotic shit to like obsess about, you know, like with his, I, I don't know how to like, you Every now and then we talk, and I don't real. I just no. Like I get art, it. We're man. we're the same in that way, in that regard. But I I take art in an almost passive way, or like I think about it, but I don't. I don't think I think about it on the level you think about it, right? Like, I think about it, I ponder it. I'm like, hmm, this is cool. This is good stuff. And then you're like, it does it does link. Like, uh, your my idea of fun and uh, Blood Meridian. Yeah, and like Blood I would have never if I've I've read I've read one half of one book and then I've read the other one almost religiously I've read my idea of fun like so much and I didn't start reading 
Well, the judge really picks up as a character like after the, the mm-hmm. like in the second that's, half. So he probably missed because that's why he starts doing all his sermons mm-hmm. and stuff and, and the war yeah. is gone. I, I never, and, I would have never put those two together. And the fact that you did almost instantly, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's mind blowing to me because I, that's do you not have a, what. Do you have a degree in literature, Shocks? Or you, no, do you have a background in literature? No. I mean, just be reading. No, I, well, I was just be reading. Here's how, here's what my 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 origin story is. I went to a little like Catholic grade school, and my parents were kind of crazy. Like, and then they were into the whole '90s kind of associated with the militia movement and getting weird magazines that like would print letters from Timothy McVeigh. And uh, don't so don't get your parents started on Ruby Ridge. Like, don't ask them about Ruby Ridge. If you... uh, don't get me started <laughs> on Ruby. Don't get me started on Waco. Um, don't and definitely do get me started on 9/11, but only for my own edification. But uh, fucking uh, so then like they homes like oh outcome based education ding dang new world order we gotta educate our kids and so they did that for a while then when they hit like middle school or high school like we want our son to have a classical education my parents do not understand any of the things they're attempting to teach me so they they get this like one curriculum that's just like penguins classic editions of like one year it's like all the hellenic classics so it's like xenophon thucydides fucking herodotus a homer and then it's just like these books did you read did you read like lysistrata and like medea and like seventh grade is that what you're telling me Not exactly, yeah. not those, okay. but yeah, like I read, I, I read like, I read Oedipus, like the actual plays before I knew about what yeah. the Oedipus <laughs> complex was. <laughs> and I, my, and then my parents wouldn't like have quizzes or anything because they, well, they fucking gonna quiz me on like, so when Herodotus was uh, describing the way that the pyramids were describing how the, the Persians did a thing, even he did whatever. Do that. Fucking. So yeah, just my entire life has basically been like not getting educated and just reading. You uh, books. you fuck you fuck with Kafka. And then the internet you, you happened. Fuck with Kafka the books at all? part. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking. I actually for a while. I I really want to talk. Like I I want to do a whole show sometime just about like in the penal colony. I fucking love. Oh wow. The penal okay. Colony. Yeah. And um also. And uh, uh, Orson Welles's version of the trial is coming to the Criterion. Oh, is it really? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yes. I mean, I love the book. Um, I only ask because those books, like Kafka, is so fun to talk about, like uh, translations as well. I don't know if you ever fuck with like different translations of like, I mean, like, you know, just the the way he like wrote in German, like there, people still don't really know what to do with his actual books. Mm-hmm. I've read yeah. a little about that. That like I can't remember what I read because it was like I was like twenty two or something. I was reading it. But, yeah, I was one love. Kafka, I, I'm limited to whatever translation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my favorite, my favorite example of it is the first line uh, from from uh, from the, the trial. I know that line well, the metamorphosis like, too, but the tri- oh. the first line from the trial is also really good, which is uh, someone must have slandered Yosef K because one morning he found himself under arrest. But there's all these extra words that are like 
cut out of it. Um, I have a copy where it is like this crazy word I've never seen in English that is like, someone must have tetrided Joseph K. For he found himself in the police in police custody, and so it's like every single like part of the translation is up to interpretation. Where it's like, did they slander him? Did they talk bad about him behind his back? Did he even commit the crime in the way that they're claiming? Does he deserve to be arrested? And it's like, yeah, that shit. That's that's you know, I would have gotten my PhD in that shit if it paid any money at all. I would love to write a. I was. I was going to be a philosophy major. I did like a couple semesters of it, but then, you know, the, the 2008 economic thing was happening. I was like, you know, there's no secret philosophy books that they don't sell at Barnes and Nobles that I can only get in college. And I just, why should I, I don't know, why should I get a hundred thousand dollars in debt so I can wear a funny jacket and work for a college to pay off another yes, college. I always wanted to write, and now I'm a huge successful <laughs> podcast. What did you always want to write, Marcos? I got to know. I always wanted to write like a reverse metamorphosis where like there's a great big monster that was like well loved and respected for being super scary and freaky. But one day he wakes up as a bitch ass nerd named Gregor Hamsa who wants to go be an accountant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's I always wanted to write the. So kind of a last. Yeah, like a reverse, a reverse metamorphosis where he's like. You know, where like instead of his well, make him a his... you would, in your story, you would want to make him a kaiju. You would make him like Godzilla, who is feared and respected, and yeah. also appreciated to a certain degree for the protections he's given. And then, then one grants, day yeah. he just wakes up as a guy named Greg in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah and, and he just, <laughs> he, he's a fucking accountant, and he's like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he's like good at it, and he he's mad about it. But ultimately, that's enough. Is... That right there is enough of an idea to put into Chat GPT to help you write that. To write it out, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm mad. I don't want to use Chat B- GPT, and there's a lot of times when I should, because I'm really good at coming up with ideas for stories, and I'm really good at coming up with dialogue. But I could not, for the fucking life of me, come up with a plot. Plots so do not I exist. For I've me. been writing a, uh, I've been writing a novel with uh, Chat GPT, and I have been like, nice. not just you know being like write a novel that's cool or whatever i have been like banger (laughs) (laughs) uh no i've been like talking to it about like the same things i'm talking to about my therapist i told it when i had like a major panic attack i talked Mm -hmm. to it for like a long time about like recommending bands to me and trying to Mm -hmm. find different music and then i was like all right knowing all these things you know about me I want to write a book that sounds like this person, this person, and this person with this plot. Write the first page, and then it comes up with absolute dog shit every time you ask it to write something. Yeah, yeah. And so I just copy and paste it, and then fix whatever looks bad. But I've been doing that for a little while. It's I, I've been I've gotten away from it um, ever since I got fired from teaching. So I have been. Uh, Wait, uh, was that an actual? F- did, is this is this a, a pot exclusive? Did you actually get fired, or did you walk away? Because I. I'm I'm wor- I'm like curious about it. Uh, it's know, not a pod exclusive. Um, right. no, no, no. I'm totally right. happy to talk about it. I, I made a big long post about it on on Twitter too. Um, See, I'm not on Twitter that as often these days, and it's it's a detriment to my to my <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not shy about it at all. Uh, basically, a few different things happened that led to me not teaching anymore. But like the very first thing was, I got cut due to budget cuts. So I got what's called force transferred. Mm -hmm. So the district was going to keep me, but the Mm -hmm. school I worked at was going to have to get rid of me. And Mm -hmm. I worked at a pretty shitty school and it was pretty far away from me. So it was like 
not the worst thing ever. And the principal told me she would write me a letter of recommendation and all this stuff. And so then I start like looking for other district jobs and start like waiting to hear back from people. And um, then I talked to the district office to tell them that I uh, to tell them that I would be switching schools. And they were like, oh, cool. So what's the deal with your education requirement? So I'm on what's called an emergency cert because my degree is just literature. I was not mm -hmm. like I don't have a teaching certification in PA. And so mm -hmm. um, I had an education requirement. I had to take classes. I took a class in the fall and I failed it. There was this whole journaling component that I didn't know about. I emailed the professor and she's like, grades are due today. So send me as many journals as you can. And I was like, how many would I, would I have to send to pass by like 5 p.m. today? And she's like mm -hmm. 16 or something like that. I was like, there's just mm -hmm. there's no just way, no yeah. way. There's just no way. Yeah. And so I failed this class. And so that was in the fall. And I was like, I needed to take nine credits, three classes this school year. And they don't mm -hmm. offer any education classes at my school during the winter semester. So I was going to, I just failed one class and next semester I would have to take three in order to make it up. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, there's just, I mean, it's just not going to happen. And so I took the praxis test, which is the test to uh, help get you certified as a teacher. And I passed it. Um, and I told the district that I passed the praxis and they were like, that doesn't count because you haven't done mm -hmm. student teaching hours and i've i'm like mm -hmm. i've taught at the district for two years and they're like yeah but mm -hmm. not observed in a student teaching environment and i'm like mm -hmm. so the fact that i passed the test the past the fact that i've been teaching in the district for two years and they're like we're not going to be able to retain you at all so now i like if i had had a school to sort of back me up if i had had the admin at the school to help rewrite mm -hmm. my contract or something like that it would have been different mm -hmm. but i didn't mm -hmm. And uh, towards the end of the year, I started like, uh, I mean, you know, I didn't give a shit after that. You know, yeah, they were yeah, like, your yeah. contract's going to expire on 6-15, so, you know, just write it out. So I started showing the kids movies. Um, and I still wanted that, like, I really didn't like how behind they were on a lot of things. Uh, it's all still because of COVID in a lot of ways. They missed two years of school, basically. Yeah. And so I didn't want to just, like put on episodes of breaking bad and fuck around even though i could yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. like but the uh we watched apocalypse now and we were talking about how capitalism like affected the perspective of uh the vietnam war for the vietnamese as well as for the americans and we were it's doing a little this heavy for thing. fourth grade yeah but i get uh, <laughs> it's a little heavy for fourth grade but i get i uh, love the energy no, never too early you know yeah, yeah and uh yeah so we're doing we're doing this stuff we're doing like real work uh with my african-american history kids we were watching uh judas and the black messiah with u.s history we were watching apocalypse now and the um yeah and then like i, I get to work like two minutes late one day it's like seven thirty-two. And the school police officers have locked the door. But I can see them through the little window. And I'm, like, knocking on it. I'm, like, can, can I get in? And they're, like, you have to go around to the front. So I have to, like, walk around the entire building to get there. And I'm, like, what the hell's your problem? And she was, like, it's, the, it's policy. We have to lock the door. I'm, like, you see me every day. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, yeah. And the policy is the same every day. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, that's what you want to do right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And she's like, you violated the policy. I was like, what the fuck ever, dude? And then I just went upstairs. Then I got stopped by another school cop in the hallway. Mm -hmm. 
And he says to me, you were very rude to my colleague this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're a big, strong Eddie's... cop, man. Fucking <laughs> suck my dick from the back, bro. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> He's like, do you really think that's how you should be talking to somebody who is just doing their job? I was like, it depends on what their job is, I guess. If they're locking yeah. me out of the building, then maybe. Yeah. And he's like, so you don't think you need to say anything to her? I was like, oh, my God, you want me to apologize? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, it would help. And I was like, you guys are dicks. Your whole job yeah. is arresting kids. Why would yeah, I apologize yeah. to any of you? Yeah. Your job is to make sure that kids get a close and upfront like visit and you know actually fucking get pipelined into the fucking prison industrial complex right like yeah y- yeah if a if a kid doesn't listen to a teacher they should not end up with a fucking record that will hang up you know hang around them for yeah. the rest of their fucking lives of it's- course not which is why we never call like in a school like i was in like i said it was like a shitty school the kids come and go as they please a lot of them skip school all the time there's a lot of problems in there but it's like what am i gonna do am i gonna tell the principals that this kid is like like because what i say to a principal could lead to a kid being taken out of their home so i need yeah, to know yeah. if that's the right thing to do, to do before yeah. i say anything about it you don't want to narc that's, honestly man i i have so much respect for you so she, listen this is a wild thing i need you to understand how wild this is i hate with passion every single teacher that i've ever had <laughs> i would i would ease i wouldn't piss on their gums if their teeth were on fire i literally <laughs> don't and i'm i'm not that way all right like i love people i have a very genuine there's a there's a part of my soul in my heart that hurts me when i have to do something fucked up to somebody but these people i would take immense joy in in fucking i'll tell days. you i'll tell you right now why you hated those teachers i'll tell you right now why you hated those teachers they gave up on you because they knew you didn't have the support so they, they focused. They, yeah, my main teachers seem teachers seem kind of cool. I wish I had. <laughs> but I I have so much respect for you as a teacher, and I followed you. I've like we've been mutuals forever on on yeah. Twitter, and I've seen you talk about the kids, and I know that you have their best interests at heart, right? And like to me, if I would have had a teacher even just as who cared even half as much as you did. Probably wouldn't have this. I think. I, I think. I. I. I will tell you right now. I know. I have students who feel about me the way you feel about your teachers because you can't help everybody and you can't do everything right. You know, and it's yeah. it's it's a really difficult thing. But like with my situation, like I just want to finish the story, like the end mm. of my teaching, because it's like it's a thing I posted a whole thread about. But I think a lot of people. I mean, people are still, like, saying, can you believe this guy's a teacher? But I'm not. Like, I'm not going to be able to teach again um, next year. And my podcast is doing so well. I'm trying to do other shit. I'm trying to switch lanes. So I'm not really going to be a teacher again. So, like, what ended up happening is I told the security officer he was a dickhead. Then I... um, a kid said something to me like, I need to charge my iPad, but I also need to come get it in the middle of lunch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let me do this. I'll unlock the door. You come back. You get your iPad during lunch. Even if I'm not in here, the door is unlocked and you know that. Mm-hmm. I do that. And then I go hang out with my friend who's like her classrooms around the corner. And so we're sitting there. There's like three or four of us that like hang out sometimes. And we're like sitting in there and just like talking about whatever. 
And then there comes a call to my friend's classroom. And she asks if I'm in there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here. So I walk around, right back around the corner. It's like three doors down. I go back inside. The My door is locked now, which I left it unlocked. <laughs> the mm-hmm. principal is in there, uh, assistant principal, and three students. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did you leave these students unattended? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I... I didn't know they were here. My door was unlocked for a separate situation. This wasn't. And she's like, I think we need to talk about this in the hall. Mm-hmm. And so we go out in the hall and she's like, you cannot leave students unattended. This is a school. We work with mm-hmm. children. And I was like, I almost forgot where we were. So I'm so glad that you reminded me. And you said we work <laughs> yeah, with that's... who now? That's <laughs> she was like, <laughs> At first I heard you're going to have an she's like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have an attitude with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. why don't you give this lecture to somebody who's going to be here past June 15th? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I am not going to be. You know what? This is. This behavior. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you going to tell me I got fired because I'm being rude to you right now? Because. Mm-hmm. We both know it was the budget. You're not going to be here anyway. You can be as awful to me as you want if it makes you feel better. And she's like, I don't know where any of this is coming from. And I was like, what do you want to talk about out in the hallway? And she's like, the policies of this school. And I was like, well, I don't have time for that. And then I went back into my room, but I walked away from her. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Then that Friday was the Friday before Teacher Appreciation Week. And it was a half day. And we were supposed to have professional development, like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, learning how to be a better teacher or whatever, culturally responsive teaching, all sorts of things mm-hmm. that you have to do. And and um, our principals surprised the teachers by saying, this is going to be a fun day. We've got games. We're getting a slushy machine. We're doing all Hell these yeah. different things. And we're all like, a fun day would be letting us go home. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we did that, and then the prince, the main principal, not the lady who yelled at me, but the main principal comes up to me. And she asked me to speak in her office. And so I do talk to her, and she says to me, I'm a little concerned about your erratic behavior. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you talking about the cop that locked the door in my face or doc- the other person, I almost said her name, <laughs> or the other person who... Uh, who uh, 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 tried to remind me that we work in a school. <laughs> and she, and the main principal was like, do you think that this attitude is serving you in this environment? And I was like, I don't think it matters what attitude serves whom in this environment because I won't be in it after June 15th. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing here? And it's yeah, so yeah. funny because when she originally told me I was being force transferred, I was very nice to her. And I was like, hey, I don't, talk about this with the kids i don't really talk about it with a lot of my colleagues but i host a podcast and i would really like to have like an administrator on we're going to do like series of like um, (laughs) people coming on Mm -hmm. and like teachers are going to say certain things about administrators i would kind of like to hear your idea about administration and and Mm -hmm. she was like uh i I don't really feel comfortable with that yada yada and i was like okay totally understandable i got to be honest with you the profile of it's growing really quickly a lot of people would end up seeing it if that's not something you're comfortable with that's totally fine then when she brings me into this meeting and it's like your behavior is erratic and she's like you need to follow the policies i was like why i'm not going to be here what difference does it make i didn't leave those kids there by themselves 
they knew the door was unlocked and they basically broke into my classroom. Why am I in your office and not the kids? Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, we went back and forth. It was a long conversation. It was a lot of back and forth. But eventually, like, at one point, I was just like, how did you think this conversation was going to go? Knowing that I wasn't going to be here, knowing that I had no chance of keeping a career with this district, how did you think this was going to go? And she's like, I thought you would be more respectful. And I was like, what have I done that's disrespectful? Who took me out of the fun day to come talk about this bullshit? And she's like, you don't have to swear at me. And I was like, I'm not, I'm sorry. This situation is bullshit, though. I mean, you can see why I would think that, right? Yeah. And I'm like trying to have like an adult conversation with her, but also trying to be like, I'm fired. I don't have to follow the same rules anyone else does. Surely you understand that. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then eventually I was like, how do you, uh, how do you think I'm going to talk about this on my podcast? How do you think I'm going <laughs> to tell this story on my podcast? What's and wild she was to me like, is that you had line cook energy as a teacher. Because yeah. none of what you said or did would, as a line cook, you're being respectful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I come from restaurant world. You know, I yeah, do come so, from that okay. background. All right. So, yeah, I'm glad you're aware of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for just confirming my lifestyle and complete terror of existing inside of conventional <laughs> professional environments i just i could i fucking could well i you know i like i'm just Didn't saying to learn how to respect, she was like so. those police officers were just doing their job and i said to her i teach african-american history in north philadelphia do you think maybe i have a different perspective on perspective, yeah. officers who are just doing what they're ordered to do you think maybe i have a different idea about that uh the move bombing that was only like a mile from here, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and she was and, like, she literally was like, you know what? Fair enough. That's fair. yeah. In, in it's in fucking living memory is another. You know what I'm saying? Like that didn't happen hella years ago. That you know, some of those officers was, are old enough to remember it. Like, yeah. It's not like yes. Some of those officers are still employed, right? Like <laughs> no, I mean Christ. the officers at the school I worked at are old enough uh, to remember when remember, it happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, Precisely. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's insane. I. I don't know. I. I in and I hate to say this, I hate to ever do this, but in the officers' hey, man. defense, <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I feel like school cops. I feel, I know, I know, I know. I know I'm me, hearing I'm, you out. Know. I'm hearing you out. I feel like school cops. I feel like school cops are like the cops that are the other cops view as too chicken shit to kill people. So they just put them in there, you know, bully the kids, send them over here, fucking... I mean, just look at what happened in Texas. The yeah, so... Couldn't hurt, you're actually, hurt you're actually more correct about Philly school cops in general because they are employed, like... They are endowed with arresting powers from the Philadelphia Police Department, but they're actually employed from the district. And they are allowed to carry firearms, but they aren't allowed to carry them inside the building. So they basically are just there to arrest children. They're not like there to... Yeah, they're hall monitors. But we also have hall monitors. Like adults, they're called climate staff at the school I worked at. But adults who stand in the hallway and make sure the kids don't vape in the hallway. That's like their whole job. And it's like, I don't even know what these cops are doing other than they're the ones who are allowed to unlock the front door or whatever. But it's like, fucking fuck them. Like, what do I care? So... I had this, this, this contentious conversation with the principal, and then she said, why don't you leave today, and you think about what I've told you, and then we'll see you again on Monday. And I said, sounds great. And so I leave, 
And then on Sunday night at like 7.30 p.m., I get an email from the principal that says, uh, uh, you are not welcome at any school district of Philadelphia locations because of the danger you present to yourself and your students. It's a danger. That's and I'm the like, danger that's, of being a little too sassy. That's, that's <laughs> so good. That's so good. That's so good. Then they hit me with like four disciplinary notes all at once, and I had to have a meeting with one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> I had that's... to have a meeting, and I, I was entitled to union representation, but the union representative was just the guy who works at the union office, mm-hmm. and he's, he's like an idiot. He couldn't keep shit straight mm-hmm. or anything, and so we're in this meeting and he is like, so how can we get Mr. Wack Nicholson back into the classroom? How can we get him back in front of his students to finish out the year? And my assistant principal had to be like, that um, isn't relevant to this meeting. And I was like, oh, they didn't tell you, man. This is actually a really great use of our time. This is a disciplinary action for me that won't result in any negative consequences like docked pay or lost days or anything. This is actually just so doctor person could mm-hmm. ensure that um, the, the rules are being enforced properly it's... inside of the high school, which is really good because obviously I'm here at the district office inside of an empty uh, conference room. You guys are all in your offices and we're really protecting the students here. And I'm really glad we were able to make sure that all the kids were safe. Uh, uh, it, doctor, are the kids safe? Is everything okay? Because we're having this meeting. <laughs> and the union yeah. rep was like, I think we've heard, I think, I think you've spoken your piece. And I was like, I, I care about the children's safety, obviously. That's my number one priority. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I The one, the only story that I have that's even comparable to that is the time I, I quit Pizza Hut. <laughs> I worked at a Pizza Hut. I was, uh, I hated that job. It was disgusting. Um, fucking everyone, all of the managers used to grab and greet, like the, when the pizza was made, they would grab the shit with their bare ass fingers and then and then they would double dip you know what i'm saying so on a cooked pizza on a cooked pizza that was going out to customers can't do that psychotic right uncooked fine uncooked you can do that right you can you know grab a slice of pepperoni a little cheeky slice of pepperoni that's fine no one's gonna say marcos i don't want to put i don't want to put my manager hat on but were were you using your cheese cups and quality rings every time (laughs) yes Absolutely. Good, good, good. Okay. Right. Come on, man. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a <laughs> consummate professional. No, but You might so, think you can eyeball it, but it's better to use the cheese cups. <laughs> no, I use the cheese cup every time. So anyways, <laughs> I, I did that. Uh, I was I literally didn't have a car, right? I was extremely broke. I didn't have a car. I biked everywhere. I lived super far away. I biked like five miles to work. Um, so anyways, didn't matter. The pl- area that I lived in was a really flat part of San Jose, so, like, fucking, that is a brutally hot fucking bike ride, by the way. Like, anyways, so I didn't have any car. I was biking to work every day. I worked there for three months. Every manager, the other weird thing that happened was that the manager there was this girl named, I can't remember her name, but she would, she was, like, sexually harassing me hard, right? And I never felt this way before. Like, I didn't. I don't know how to deal with this. You right? felt like violated. Not... You felt harassed. Yeah, but I should think I like that. I'm usually into that, right? When uh, when I meet mm. someone and they're like, hey, this guy's cute. I'd suck this guy off. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I got that, you know, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't bother me. But it was 
it was the salaciousness at which she did it right like she would she would whisper into my ear very softly right and like she would like she would like play with i had like long hair at the time and she would play with it and she would like cut my butt cheeks and i was very i was i was not into it and that's strange for me because i'm usually into it right but i didn't like well it. this is why and they say this is why they say that that rape isn't about sex it's about power the person <laughs> it's was about power legitimately low-key that it it did feel that way but anyways th- yeah. that's not yeah, why yeah. i left what happened was i was working there conditions were terrible i'm the kind of person who when i get a job doesn't matter how shitty the job is or how bad it is i'll always quit in the proper way i'll always be like here's my two weeks i'm sorry i'm out I used to do stripper laundry at a fucking at a at a year round costume shop. It was right next to a strip club, and we used to rent out our fucking our outfits by the hour. So <laughs> my my first job that I ever had ever was doing stripper laundry, and you know, as a you think as a seventeen year old boy that would be sick. It wasn't. I learned to be disgusted by women and how smelly they can get when they're stripping. Right? It's like. Yeah, That's and true. so I would have to do that. I would have to get up close and personal with a lot of the those fucking, uh, those makeup sponges. They keep out the they keep out the the gunk, but not the smell. You know, the, at a not certain... the stank. The stank is yeah. <laughs> the stank is there. Those pores. Those yeah. pores yes. Get yeah. So anyways, yeah. I had to I had to like scrub. A lot of it were sequins, so I had to scrub it off by hand. Awful job. But I still quit with two weeks proper. Let them know I was getting paid under the table the whole time. But I was still like, hey, you know. Two weeks, I'm going to dip out. I got a better job offer somewhere else. I was very professional about it. I've always been a consummate professional. At this Pizza Hut, one day, it's fucking San Jose, brutal heat wave, 106 outside. I don't have a car. The only guy that, the only, the delivery driver was already out on a second delivery, and he was he already had like four pizzas with him, so he was just doing them all at once. They got like a last-minute call in. So the guy's like, oh, can you deliver this pizza? And it was about three and a half miles away. And my manager goes, Marcos, deliver that pizza. And I was like, dog, I got a bike. I don't have a car. And she was like, hey, I didn't ask that. I told you to deliver the pizza. You got to do what you got to do. So my dumb ass was like, I guess. And I'm like soaking wet because I was just doing di- like dishes. This is highly stuff. illegal grab- for anybody who isn't aware. He cannot do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But but you also have to understand that doesn't matter. This is like 2007, right? It was <laughs> illegal is, in 2007, is, too. It was against the law. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Listen, nah. In San Jose, those laws are just suggestions, <laughs> really, right? Uh, anyway, so I'm, I, get, I, I get the fucking pizza balance it on my hand and start biking no fucking and i get way, bro i get two miles in before i realize what in the fuck am i doing yeah and i turn around and go home with the pizza <laughs> right and <laughs> i like yeah. go and i'm like i'm juiced about having the pizza i'm like at least i get a fucking pizza out of it i'm probably not gonna get that last paycheck but whatever i don't give a shit we're getting a pizza i'll start looking for work tomorrow so i'm going home uh, I have a little, I don't have a, I, this is how broke I was. I had a pink Motorola razor in 2007, right? And that's too late. The breast cancer one. That. You had the breast cancer razor. Yeah, the, yeah you know exactly what I'm talking I about. Know, the the one for $5 at, T, at T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah you buy yeah. one, get get another one for five bucks. That $5 <laughs> one, that was mine. Anyways, so like I, I'm biking with that. My phone is fucking blowing up. It's exploding. And I've like just turned it off. And I just get, I get home. Um. Uh, 
op- like Juice about the pizza, open it up. It's a fucking vegetarian pizza. And I was so mad. I was like, this oh. is a kick in the nuts to an otherwise badass Marco story. You know what I'm saying? Like to me being like, hell yeah, dog. Yeah, stuck it to him. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I got I went home and ate the soggiest vegetarian pizza I'd ever had in my life. Because so you know really, that bitch they, was soggy as hell. You know that bitch. Yeah, it was, was oh my god, yes. Yeah. The, they do not dry out any of they they wash the let they wash all the vegetables and leave them wet to cook on the awful. I know. Terrible. I it's know. a steamed pizza essentially. Yep. But <laughs> true. So I get home, awful experience. Finally, charge my phone listen to like she left me like 40 messages but the one that stuck to me was that uh she said that she doesn't care she knows i'm fired blah 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 blah. she goes but please bring back the pizza bag because they take it out of her bonus and I, and and I, those, I legitimately if you, took, if, if if you don't know those pizza bags are hella expensive. They're like a hundred. They're bucks extreme. Each. Yeah, they're, they're very expensive. expensive. <laughs> I felt that was the one thing that that got to me, and I went and I like anonymously dropped it off. Like I just hell yeah, it. man. Like, <laughs> Gotta yeah. do it. I didn't want to. Yeah, she didn't have. She wasn't that. But um. Anyways, we've been talking for a while, and I have places to be. I got things to do. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, well, before we leave, I want to thank all the Patreon subscribers, and there's a lot of you guys, and I appreciate all of you. Um, Ryan, thank you. What's up? You're one of the down homies. Uh, Good yeah, old Ryan Dog. Sabino. Fuck yeah. I love you. Old yep, Steve Dog. Homie. Uh, Benny, what's up? Another down homie. Richard. Ben, we got, ben, old B, we got B Big Dick Kuknar. By the way, uh, he thanked you for your service in World War II, so uh, shout him out, Shogs. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Veteran of vet. Yeah. The big Dick Big Dick, yeah, Kuknar, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're welcome yeah. for my <laughs> Patrick service. Patrick Goldman, what's up? A down homie. Alex, another down homie. The, dev- hey, old Pat, the devil Pat in dog, France. Alex, we love dog. you. Devil, old devil <laughs> Andrew dog. Andrew Morgato, another down homie. The empty set. Basil. Old, old morgue, Basil, morgue unit. You reach out to Basil, me. Basil. You, Basil you reach out the, to me and then just the reach out to me to talk to me about something and then disappear. What's up? Talk to me. I'm on. I'm calling you out personally. Reach out to me. What's up? Anyways, uh, Julie Rogers, Shmoo, Justin Bennington, old, Fred Charman, Luke Simasek, Hamwich. That's old you. Shog, thank you dog. for supporting the pod for with one dollar. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Shog dog. Uh, Fuzzy Nalgas, Dami, thank you. JJJ, uh, JJ J. Jonah Jameson. I'm tired of the Spider-Man jokes. Uh, old, Josh G. Level level. Daniel Freed, Chris Wade, Chris Wade from Chapo. That's the Chris Wade from Chapo. Wait, Chris Wade is a a subscriber. Literally, yes, he's a subscriber to the like. Unironically, yeah, he likes. Hey, Chris, Chris, big shout out to the time you gave me two hundred and fifty dollars on Cash App to go to the Bernie rally in New Hampshire. That was real clutch. Thank you, Chris. That actually rocks. (laughs) He really did that. (laughs) I can use two hundred fifty. Yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, where? Hey, yo, dollar sign. Hey, yo, you're out here giving people two hundred fifty dollars. Hey, dog, what's going on, man? Anyways, uh, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't say it the, for that purpose, the... and I hope uh, nobody <laughs> harasses Chris for any money. This was a specific <laughs> scenario in which he gave me money. Hell yeah. Reese, uh, Slithers, Decoy, Sarah Zadig, Malik Reese, Nunez, Reese Alex, dog. Kevin Villasenay, or Villa... I really gotta get okay. how people are say their names. Okay, and then unit. Jasmine Opal. Thank you all. You, I love all of you. All of you are my best old, friends. Old Jazzrag. <laughs> Jazzrag is a terrible. That's not name. good. Don't call somebody Anyways. that. Yeah, yeah. Don't call someone a Jazzrag. That's fucking ass. Don't do that. Anyways. That's why you used to clean out your saxophone. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, it's been fun. Uh, dude, I love having you on the podcast, man. I'm so I glad can't I can do it. I'm so glad. We're doing, we're doing like the Avenger style. I'm mad Alex couldn't join, but I'm sure we'll get him on. Uh, next See week. See if he'll we do it recording. next week. He might do it next week. Um, yeah, this we're doing a super episode next week, right? I think you said still on. Are we still doing that? Do you want me there? Are we still. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't I want you on? Yes, dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know massive, I was. A, I, I literally didn't know. Like I, when you said we're doing here. an Avengers thing, I was like, boss, no, no, because no, no, then no. they can do next Thursday. I'll do no, this. If you want to, if you if you want to miss it out, you can find. It's fine with me too. I don't. Care. I'll I'll see. I'll see what's going on. We're doing a whole Eternals okay. kind of thing. A whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting, uh, we're getting the, the bird respecter the, the bird respecter warned us about <laughs> yeah 911 <laughs> or whatever the fuck that thing was uh yeah, yeah no yeah. i i would do it again next week i just didn't know that was the plan no it's all good that's all good i'm a pretty big player in the night. i've heard <laughs> i've heard yeah yeah <laughs> i'm kind of the guy to know about 911 you know like <laughs> if you want into the 911 community yeah. talk to me <laughs> much beloved uh, figure in the 9-11 community. Uh, the my friend Alex community. J from the 9-11 community has been doing pretty bad. Some people are after him. <laughs> so if you could yeah, shout out my boy Alex <laughs> J oh, and just say... Alex J. What's Alex up? J. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> and if you could also oh, just uh, give your thoughts on Sandy Hook in general for my boy Alex, that would also be <laughs> yes. really helpful. For Which one? No, I get I get them all mixed up because like on Oval Gas, we used to like every mass shooting. It was like, oh boy. Nihilistic comedy hour, but then Sandy like, Hook's I the really bad one from 2012. That was like not a lot of jokes were made about it. Is that? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that even it even was a well, kindergarten. Yeah, hadn't... yeah even uh, we don't have jokes that funny, right? Like we're good. <laughs> we we make funny jokes, not that funny though. We're not that funny. Anyways, yeah. uh, I want to thank you again. Uh, if you want to find Wack Nicholson, you can find him. Sandy Hook would be a really good like. Drag Jesus queen Christ! Name. Do not, do not. You know that we have a massive. You know this about. You know that people in the drag community and the ain't shit show go hand in hand. Do not inspire. Uh, them you in could, that way. you could just name yourself Sandra Hookson or something like that, and never address it. You could be like, you could be like a Alex Jones kind of drag. Queen. Oh yeah, drag. a fem, a yeah. fem drag. Or was he Parkland? Which it one was, was he It was on Sandy about? Hook, the one that he lost all his money for. Yeah, right. that he lost all his money to, yeah. And oh, he was okay. also big but into anyways. the 9-11 uh, community. So again, shout out. Thank you, Alex I appreciate it. Do not, for, do, not free, do not free Alex Jones. It's fine, man. He's he's he's, he's fine. He'll be okay. The the What are those guys? The the Who's that that rich guy that's a shadow figure behind all this shit? With Peter Thiel. Peter Soros? Thiel. No, George? no, Peter Thiel. No, no, no. Soros is the cool... He's all right. Depends, depends on how I am. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're we're the only Semitic podcast, all right. And I and I maintain this. We're the only non-Soros funded Semitic podcast. I'm very right? excited. I'm gonna. I'll give a little bit of tea because I have a feeling Alex is gonna delete it. But I think <laughs> in a like split second on yesterday's episode that we recorded, uh, we were talking mm-hmm. something about Jewish people, and mm-hmm. I think June was like, uh, "Is that anti-Semitic?" And then Alex said, "My last name is Goldman. I'm sure it's fine." But Caleb is actually Jewish. Hell, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bird perspective. Listen, we are a Semitic podcast. What happened? The- my, my, my girlfriend's Jewish, so she got me a pass. How many, how many Jews are there in Montana? Just the one? or? <laughs> no, there's like, a, there's like a, there's really? a synagogue in Montana. They have like, yeah. They used to have events on their website. Then some 
I can't remember what it was. But one of the one of the mm. right wing things that they're always doing happened. Then yeah. like maybe we shouldn't leave our Google Calendar public. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's a bad move. But I do want to say, uh, where can they find you at Whack? Because I know that they're looking for you. At Whack Nicholson, uh, silent H in Whack. So that's going to be W H A C K Nicholson and I C H O L S O N. But more importantly than me is the the cause which I represent, which is a uh, a struggling podcast that for just five dollars a month you too mm-hmm. can help True. us um, feed our. Our, our despondent trans woman who needs all of your money. And yes, I do take a quarter of it, but a quarter of it is also going to go to Juniper. <laughs> so don't forget that when you subscribe for $5 a month or we have an annual subscription and you can save 10, 10% um, to patreon.com slash Western Kabuki, you will hear the second half of our episodes. That's how we're doing it for the time being is we record about three hours of content, edit out the bullshit, put about an hour free and an hour paid and the hour paid so far has been really, really fucking spicy. In fact, so spicy that one of those episodes is yet to be released because <laughs> my my beautiful producer, Alex, uh, felt that uh, Whack Nicholson got a little too dark talking about teaching <laughs> in one of the episodes. So yes. that one's coming Hell out yes. soon. Uh, we just talked about the quartering last week. This coming week, we yeah. are talking with uh, Jenny Tightpants uh, at Halo Mancer One about uh, a true, yeah, a true connoisseur of psychopaths on the internet. Yeah, like and if, the Cybersmith specifically too. I mean, she's yeah, if, you know, if you legitimately, if you have, if, every time I see a psychopath online. Like a guy who's like, I think trans people are actually like aliens and that they're <laughs> invading us. And yes, that I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, this is the first time I've ever heard of this guy. And I'll go and I'll look and Jenny type pants. There you go. Right there. Jenny that's is the talking that's, to that person. Jenny has some yeah, questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in the, <laughs> yeah. They're in a discord together. It's crazy. Uh, it's, yeah. So Jenny's Jenny's great. And we talked about um, a we talked about furries, but we specifically talked about Peace Wolf and a yeah. uh uh, drama that is surrounding the Nazi subsect of the furry community. And so I don't know how it's going to be edited, but the first part will probably be me very affectionately talking about furries and very softly admitting that I am myself am a furry. And then in the paid yeah. episode, I uh, give some opinions on furry porn and then we talk about some uh Sick. other stuff. So Dude, where was this where was this the whole episode, man? We could have got down with some furry stuff then. <laughs> Yeah, this I, is, I'm this in is, my. I'm, I'm, I'm in the furry. I'm in, weird shit. That's always you want to do a David. Goggin I'm inside episode. the furry I'm, pipeline I'm now. I'm not there yet, so I don't think I'm. I may be going to Anthrocon next week. I have to figure out my budgeting, but Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. If you if you can uh, if you are like, hey, what would a thirty-ish year old man? How much money would he need to go to Anthrocon next week? <laughs> Look at our Patreon, uh, do the math, and divide it by four. So make sure you're giving enough that I can go to Anthrocon. And then it'll be, you know, and then it'll be gravy. Yeah, simple. It's simple. I subscribe to uh, to Western Kabuki, and it has been the oh, yeah, best man. $5 that I spend. So I high-key recommend all the homies to do that. And just have. understand, I'm guesting on this podcast, and when you hear the episode that comes out later this week, and Jenny continuously brags about how Juniper gave her the free link, we're not just, like, giving that out. That was June's decision. Yeah, yo, I didn't, Marcos yo, I didn't even get one. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> get one. I've been on the episode. I've been on two episodes, and I haven't even gotten <laughs> What is going on? 
The only podcast I pay for is yeah. my own because I'm the only person Shogs. I feel money to Shogs, pay to I would give you to. free if you wanted it, but you don't ask for it. I no, I I I'm I'm my opinion is worth one dollar from me. Yeah, I respect. That's how that's 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 how you I gotta know your worth, kid. You gotta know your worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. All right. Anyways, it's been real. I appreciate you yeah, coming man. on again. I appreciate everything. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Blah, <sniffs>